Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. stories. (laughs) Yes. Hey, I'm... Let me practice. (laughs) We're in town, right? We're in New York City for the week. Let me me practice before we go. Hello, I am walking here. Hello. No, I'm. Hey, I'm walking here. Hello, sir. You can you hear me inside of your car? I'm walking here. Okay. All right. Now, beep beep, honk honk. Hey, ah! move, ah! move, move. Ah! Does that work? Oh no, I forgot the script. Sir, in your Dotson, I am walking <laughs> here, so I will stand strong amongst myself and now slowly walk across the crosswalk. As I stare you dead in the eyes, which Woo! I do do. I do do. That's a New York move. You have to do it. You have to make sure you saunter and oh, you I wait know. and be like, is it green yet? Showtime, baby. That's when you get to present. Uh, you uh, never uh, know who's in the uh, car. Uh, uh, you never know if it's a big Hollywood producer. Well, you see my- looking at your tuchus. You don't know because I mean, they're like, is that a Polish model? Whoa. Like, oh, we needed a tiny butt 38-year-old <laughs> for this ad campaign. Uh, but no, I, I remember because I do the same walk that I yeah. do because um, I do the same exact joke to anybody who I'm around. Oh. When they do the thing on when you're supposed to go on the plane and they make the announcement, anybody who needs more time to get down the aisle, you can sure. board now. And I always go, what if I walk like a robot? What if I'm a robot? Does it All take time right. for me well, to get Well, welcome down? to Side Stories, everyone. Ben Kissel hanging out with Henry Zabrowski, strangely channeling Holden McNeely. No, I, I go, don't understand. I go tiny little cowgirl. You can see it. Patreon people can see it. I can go like, <laughs> oh, it's going to take me a long time. to. Get, I'm shooting my gun. It's going to take me a long time to get down the aisle. Move! No, they don't know. They don't no, understand. they don't know. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you're doing well out there. You better we be. We hope to spread a little bit of joy in these strange, strange times. Or manure. Manure. But anyway, when it comes to strangeness, do we want to start with what's going on with UFOs? Or do you well, want to middle with it? Do you want will, to end with it? I was just going to talk a little bit about it. I didn't watch the entire live conference. So this was the first ever, ra- it was a very rare, the very first rare. U.S. congressional hearing about the UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. That's what they want to call it. That's mm-hmm. how they want to cleanse it. Um, Sure. Uh, in the first time in 50 years, you have all these suits talking about it. And you know what I love about the government what? is that they can take what is arguably one of the most fascinating topics mm-hmm. in human history. Absolutely. And uh, they make it so unbearably boring. Right. That you can't. It's like I was trying to pay wow. attention. And I sat. I tried to pay attention. Really? And I was looking at it and I saw the man. And the only words I heard was UAP. 
UFO. Those are the only things yeah. I heard. You and then I heard. You, you, you weren't excited to see democracy kind of in action. I mean, maybe not dealing with the most important issues of our time, but you know, nonetheless, they were talking on the floor. That's kind of exciting. I don't know because are you saying democracy in action or democracy in action? Come Whoa, on. Come hello. on, Come on. Well, uh, that's what's so interesting, though, is and now I want to ask you from this perspective because there's this one dude. His name is Mr. Burchett. This is not Top Hat, so I don't know nothing about this who man's were, other politics. Who are who are these people? Who is this man? Who's Ronald Moultrie? <laughs> these are the Who's questions he? we have to ask ourselves. Who is Rick Crawford? No, they were talking. I did. I, I was introduced to him because he is the uh, top of uh, the intelligence official of the, from the Pentagon. But Mr. Burchett, again, uh, no idea. Probably a total no clue, scumbag. No but he says, I've been told mul- by multiple sources we've recovered something from these crafts or objects. So do you think, Henry, when you hear it come out of the mouths of perverted, disgusting politicians who are naturally corrupt, given our gerrymandered states, that this diminishes the UFO argument. I don't know. I th- We've been saying this for a while, and I do believe. Never believe life after love. No, I, I mean, do believe in life after love. UAPs, honestly, it's important to pick yourself up after you fall down. Absolutely. But I, uh, I, over the years of researching, and what I've heard from various sources is that... I think that there is an object somewhere in a hangar. But the answer to that question was them basically tap dancing. They did a little Gregory Hines number. Yes. Uh, where they, uh, they were like, we've never heard of such an object. We don't know anything about that. Right. But various other people have come out and said it. I was actually listening to a really interesting podcast with Ross Coulter, who is a, an investigative a journalist that used to work with uh, 60 Minutes Australia, okay. who's gotten really deep into the what they call the program, which is oh. a some uh, there might be an object sitting in a hangar somewhere where a bunch of nerds have been looking at it for a long time trying to figure out what the fuck it is. Right. But they didn't get into anything that interesting at mm. the congressional well, hearing. Well, and of course, whatever you see in the congressional hearing, we don't. We just well, see the theater because what's done, what, what is actually uh, truthful is done behind closed doors. Because they had a closed door hearing directly after yes. the public congressional hearing. So that's where, and that was the problem. Is that every single time it got to an interesting part of the conversation, right. they would be like, "That we have to say that for the closed door hearing. And you're like, God damn it. Come on like, now. Tell me, just show me the meat. Where's well, the beef? Either way, well, we're going to get to Arby's here in a second. Mm-hmm. Either way, it is fascinating to see the UFO conversation, not just uh, on the Internet or being sold to you by a man slinging DVDs on the corner. And, Miss uh, that guy. Yes. I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Marcus <laughs> exactly. and I used to buy shit from him every week. But now it is, of course, being discussed in Congress. My, my question is, again, are they just trying to distract us from something else that's much bigger? Or is this actually on the forefront of national security? We just don't know. I I think there's a 50-50 here. 50-50. I think that there is a, this is a opportune window to talk about a, what is used to be a highly controversial subject that has now moved directly into mainstream, like how we did when Trump got elected, (laughs) where it's like, it's another thing that's like off to the side. And then now because of everything else being so fucking crazy, UFOs are now just like in the middle where everybody kind of agrees. Even at the very end, one of the congressmen, I, I wanted to reach through the screen and grab him because yeah, he was just like, it's just amazing that this is, you know, 
of all the subjects in the world, we finally have some g- cross-party agreement here. Like this whole thing, like, <laughs> it was Republicans to Democrats, like all agreeing about this, like, we gotta do something about these phantom lights. Well, but I, isn't that interesting, though? Because to some degree, isn't that some of the speculation? If UFOs do come down to Earth, wouldn't that be the great uniting factor for humanity? So I suppose that's kind of an interesting assessment. I no longer think that. I, think I that know, that- because, but I watched one Stephen Greer video, and I'm holding on to it because it's positive. And you he fuck, says, there fuck that. HGH infused podiatrist. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. like you don't have feet. All of a sudden, you don't like podiatry. I'm doing my best to lose them. <laughs> I, I don't want to deal with them anymore. Diabetes. But one thing that did come up in the congressional hearing that was good was it really, I think that was important was that it was on the books, a bunch of guys saying, we have at least 11 incidents yeah. that we don't know what the hell they are. Multiple but, incidents. But they are truly rolling back. Any idea that it's extraterrestrial. They keep saying straight up, we don't know. Yeah. Which is the most honest thing we're going to get from the government anyway. Where they are just saying, we don't know what it is. We can't eliminate. They do the opposite. We're like, we can't eliminate anything natural, which is true. Because we don't really know what the hell it is. Like, we're now going to, we don't know whether or not they are crafts. They could be observational orbs from an entirely cyborg world. I think that that's really a concept. They could be different types of plasma. Remember that that article that I sent you guys when we were driving to beautiful Indianapolis? Uh, It was great. We had a fantastic night. So thanks to everyone who came out and hung out with Henry and I at the bar. Yes. Obviously, Marcus is doing great. He's still recovering. But he's strong like bull. So we will be okay. But uh, AI. Oh, yes. Artificial intelligence. That's the alien. You have to say it like your hand. Artificial intelligence. Um, That's the alien from within. So anyway, that we'll see. We'll see. As soon as it takes over. But anyway, that is a conversation that will continue to go forward. But I want to talk about a story that really is important to me. And (laughs) talk about evolution. You know dinosaurs, right? No. Yeah, they were. They existed, right? What? Yes. And, what uh, are they? The, Where they? I thought you talking about the puppets, Steven Spielberg puppets. No, I'm not talking about. You talking about who's the, the mama? Lodger? Who's the mama? Oh, who's the damn. Data? Yeah, 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 yes. Chickens. They were dinosaurs once. Sure. And it seems as if they're going back to their brutal roots, especially in Hawaii. Now, Hawaii. You think about Hawaii, and you say, um, "Oh, Kissel, beautiful." Can you please say it correctly? What? Hawaii. <laughs> I learned. Okay. Hawaii. Wait, who told you that? I was in Hawaii. Did they yell at you for saying Hawaii? Hawaii. It's intense. Did they give you the lay? Of course. Oh, that's awesome. I paid for extra for it. Oh, isn't that nice? (laughs) Can I get the blowjob too? (laughs) You get it. Disgusting. Hawaii is an ongoing battle with thousands of feral chickens. This is a nightmare scenario because it really does play out. It's like, would you rather fight a thousand chickens or like one horse that's the size or a chicken the size of a horse? Obviously, you think of the smaller ones, you just rip through them with a weed whacker. Well, you think that you could kick them. But as we know from the great documentary, Chicken People, chickens are actually quite intelligent in their own kind of stupid, uh, I don't know, I'm alive way. But in this case, they are desperate to murder. So according to the Associated Press, and again, I'm so happy they're on it. Mm -hmm. This is a story that needs to be covered. (laughs) They reported in the past two months, the city and county of Honolulu has set traps in five areas and they've caught 67 chickens. And that has cost $7,000, about $104 per bird. What are we doing with the chickens? Well, because what's going on is the chickens are costly because the traps are being vandalized and stolen. And now city officials are trying to address the public's desperate pleas 
to help figure out a cost-effective way. Now, this is what I would suggest. But why why are the chickens? Why are we fighting this war against public chickens? Why can't the chickens walk free? Well, because what's happened is the chickens, since early March, they've become very aggressive. Are they attacking and, people? Yes, they've overtaken an entire community. If we and can't they, beat back chickens, what are we going to do <laughs> against the Russians? What are we going to do against the Chinese well, if we can't beat is- chicken army. This is the problem. Speaking of politics, a bill was actually introduced in the Hawaii state legislature and it's thought to it's sought to establish a state-funded program to address the feral chickens. You know what we need to do? You know what we need? You know what this is I've never said this before and, and I finally I think it's time. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> His great 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 grandson needs to get down there, and he needs to lead our brave yes. surfer armies against the chickens. Well, sure. When so we, the, when, the, uh, I'm sorry, this, but the Senate bill is 2195, uh, but it failed to advance. Oh. <laughs> so the one. chickens won. That means there's someone there's in, a chicken in, lobby. In, in, there's a chicken lobby in the legislature. Who's like, no, no, I got, I got chicken constituents. I got chicken constituents, and if I vote against a chicken, I'm never gonna see this office again. Again. I need to say that we need more seed and oats. Bless people more chickens. Um, but I, uh, that's a Chick-fil-A. Chick- that needs to be a license plate. <laughs> yes. Um, a bumper sticker. I went to, when we went to Hawaii. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. We got off the plane. Because this is one thing I did learn. And I think I talked about a little bit about this before. What we learned <laughs> was that every single thing that is pretty and nice yeah. and fun about Hawaii right. is invasive. And huh. it's destroying the natural habitat there. Fantastic. So we, we were leaving. We got we once we landed, we got our lays. We're like, oh, this is beautiful. And then we like we went onto the taxi and we were driving to the hotel. And like Natalie, because it was like it was me, Eddie, Julie, Natalie, and, yeah. and Natalie was like, because you see all these little goats everywhere. Mallow was like, oh my God, look at all these cute little goats. Cute goats, and sure. Of and course. the taxi driver's like, we're supposed to kill them on sight. They, uh, <laughs> they are ones, uh, they are destroying the natural habitats here. So, as many as you can kill, you are rewarded by the government. Now, oh, so it's come like, on. What are the goats doing? Fight. I thought goats were good. They say that if you don't have a lawnmower or a, yes. a, a good pair of teeth, you're supposed to get the goats to go to your lawn. As a matter of fact, there are there are people that have goats. They go to their lawn and they eat up all your grass. Although, you know, very what? bored people. I can't imagine that they do a great job. No. It's got to be all over the place. No, and, because patchy, and, then, like a, and then he gets all covered in goat shit. Exactly. Exactly. It's got to look like the new Joker's hair where it's all just like one <laughs> one goat really loved one spot. And, yeah, of course. Anyway, according to written testimonies, um, individuals responding to the proposed legislation, as I said, they said the, the chickens were quite aggressive. They were overtaking the community. And you know what? It turns out the defecation is a problem. They keep on pooping on stuff. They, they're toxic. And, and the chicken shit, I believe, is to- toxic. I might be wrong. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Let me know. Uh, Can you eat chicken shit? I got to go to the doctor. God damn it, man. I'm on a chicken shit diet, man. God damn it, man. You didn't tell me that before. What am I chicken shit diet, man? Oh, dang it. So apparently the defecation is obstructing roads and then they're roosting in mango trees and they're making loud cackling noises from dusk until dawn. They're chickens. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is what one resident uh, wrote. They say, many of us work long hours, even double shifts, and not be able to sleep due to the cackling and crowing of the feral roosters and chickens has really been an unfair burden and hardship. So I'm just going to say this, if you are in the legislature, people over chickens. People over chickens. I'm sorry, people over chickens. I mean, I guess, but also, like, 
Can't we eat these chickens? You know, are all side stories lpotl.gmail.com. Oh, no. Are some chickens not edible? I don't know. I don't know. I think anything but, is edible. I think if a chicken has a, an award and a name and somebody who loves it, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Because I think that's a crime. So you're saying if it's a chicken like poet laureate, exactly. You can't it. It's like buck, you know, buck, some, buck, buck. And you're just like, ooh, it's a haiku. Yeah. And then another resident said, it's never been like this before. And I'm not sure how they got to this area. It might be for food, but then they become uh, but, but why then can't they became they just pets. Eat? All right. I just don't I just don't understand how we're losing a war against chickens. I I I, I don't know it. how. I just don't know. Well, I don't know. According to Alexander Essen, he wrote that there are more than a hundred feral chickens and roosters roaming the streets of Kanuku Street. And Essen says he has to dodge them all over the roadway. And this is what I'm going to say. Stop dodging them. Also, chickens are on the road. You know, we know this folklore. There was a lot of people protesting in Minnesota over a lot of chickens. There's a lot of chicken lovers out there, so we also want to be very careful and we do respect the chicken. No, they but just in this need case, to be turned are, into food. Well, in this case... They should be turned into food. In this case, they're causing, quote, havoc. So anyway, be careful out there. And they aren't just messy and loud. They're also destructive. They say they even forage under walls and sidewalks. And people said, this is insane. It needs to be corrected. So community members also say that the feral fowl are becoming a statewide problem. And... The populations are skyrocketing. I don't know what's going on. We fought the Nazis and won. <laughs> we need to be able to beat these chickens. They say it'll only take fifty grand to uh, to eradicate them. But so you uh, want to be? You want to do it? Do you want to front the money? Kissel, you front the money. You are the new Pol Pot of chickens. And then you chicken Pol Pot. And then your job is yeah. to come in and be like, we will immediate. We must have a final solution to this chicken Fantastic. problem. Fantastic. Yes, that's exactly what I want to be known for. I'm sure that it won't lead to a whole series of different people memes. being upset with me. Memes. Memes. How people learn nowadays is memes. So anyway, if you're in Hawaii, be very careful for the feral chicken. And I'm also going to say, if you accidentally run over one or two. You did it. You know, they'll be fine. You're here. Honestly, they're just they're chickens. They, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Although I'm going to say this. I'm done eating the pig. I've been saying it for a long time. I'm working on it. But then do you notice how many things have pigs in it? I cannot Pepperoni let go. is a pig. I can't. Uh, yes, it's pork. Yeah, no I can't way. let it go. Anyway. I cannot let it go, and I will not. Unfortunately, I, I will cohabitate with the pigs and responsibly eat pigs. I am going to get a pig. Are you say I'm this? Just shave you. You need to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dog. Whoa, folks, he's a dog. Um, now, uh, this next story I want to go into because I have to pee. Okay. And I can kind of <laughs> almost get it in a way. Oh, wait a second. Oh, I have a milk. I have a milkshake right Perfect. here. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but no, honestly, this is a this is assault. What this man did. Yes, it is. This, and this isn't the worst thing that this man no. did. No, 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 anyway. no. But it's the thing that made the news. Yeah. So this is a manager. Now, this is at your beloved favorite chain. This is Arby's. Now, I'm oh. not going to say it's my favorite chain. I'm going to say it may have been at one point my favorite chain. For those that don't know, for those that aren't exactly 40 years old, when Arby's came to specifically Stevens Point, Wisconsin, oh, it, it was a fancy restaurant. Oh, and I'm yes. standing by it. I remember. I remember when it came to where my parents live in yeah. Florida and it arrived. And I remember it being a big deal. I remember the five for five. The cheesy beef. Ooh, Ooh and then Arby sauce, which apparently, again, has probably just come now. Just come, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is uh, this is interesting. So this man was a manager of an Arby's. He uh, is the name of Stephen S. Sharp. Uh, he was 29 years young. Yeah, Stephen um, Sharp. Of course, that's the name of a manager of the Arby's. Oh, he, yes. He's also 29, and he became a manager. So you know... He's just like, yeah, you might think this is a summertime job for you. For me, this is a career. This okay? is my career. This okay. I'm on a track okay. here. Hey, Barry. Yeah. 
Five minutes. If you if you're leaning, you can be cleaning. Okay. Okay. All no, right. listen. Uh, I have to go to the pee pee house, <laughs> which is right next to the milkshake machine. So this Vancouver man stands accused. He's being said that he has urinated into a milkshake mix, which then was served to about thirty to forty people. Okay. So this is this is my question, Henry. Mm. This is the one we know about. Oh yes, yes. Everyone talks about pissing in the pickles. Of course, taking a you, take every, a, I've every never person, done that. No. I've never done that. I, yes, but I just wonder how many times it happens. I think that it actually shows just how much of a capacity we have to eat piss and shit, <laughs> and that we if this has probably happened times innumerable, right. and that we have eaten piss and shit, and it's actually not as bad for us as we think. I think about and, that too, about how like, when they all say how calamari, you, if you get frozen calamari, it's pig asshole, right? Sure, sure. But what actually that just teaches me is that pig asshole is delicious. Absolutely. And then I love it. Well, eat every part of the animal out of respect. I talked about this on our serious show when it comes to piss. The one thing that can, it can do if you drink too much of it hurts your kidneys. Of course, because it's going back in. Yes. It's like putting the poop back in. Oh, don't do that. Although they do have poop replacement, uh, which, by the way, I think I'm going to do. What's poop replacement? It's in order to clean out your colon. They literally put other people's shit inside of you. I believe that's the case. Who are you talking to Dude, last it's, night? It's Who a real did you thing. meet? Did you go to Carmine's? <laughs> is this from Carmine's? No. Did you go to the doctor at Carmine's? <laughs> no. Poop replacement is a very real thing. It oh, is. no. Th yes. Thank you, Michelle. Fecal transplant. What you should know. <laughs> what does that even mean? What, what I should well, know. What does it say? What should you know? I don't know. It's fun. Anyway. Right, well, let me finish this and then we'll yes. find out. So <laughs> this is in the so he was also sort of um uh, this guy was also caught with a bunch of child porn on his phone. So this is like <sighs> one of his crimes. So this yes. is Stephen Sharp. Uh he actually uh they, they raised the bail to 40 grand, which is nice. So I guess that's hard for him to get out on that. Yeah. Um detective executed a serve uh, they they execu executed a search warrant on Sharp's phone while investigating all of these child porn allegations that he was already going through, right? Right. And they found a video on that phone, a mix all this child porn. A video of him shooting himself, oh pissing into the milkshake mix, going like, got him again. Got him again. It was a 16-second urination video. I mean, he said they sold at least one ice cream float. <laughs> I don't know why that's in the thing in the I article. So they're like, and you know one of those floats, actually. That was a little pee-pee in there as well. Yeah, so the, uh, the manager acknowledged to the investigators that, yeah... I urinated it in the milkshake mix bag at least twice. Oh, yeah, dude. And and you know what? Arby's, they've come out firmly against this. They have. But and not I, against the child porn. No, they seem to say it's a blanket, like, we don't like that guy. That's a bad manager. And that's a bad manager. That's um, right. And he said straight up, because I guess Sharp was like, doing like, that's not on my phone. Like, he was trying to say about the child porn. He was like, that's not on my phone. That's not me. That's not me. That's not me. But when it comes to the piss video, he said, I definitely, I'm, oh, he said, these are the quotes, yeah. I'm almost sure I threw away that pissed in bag of milkshake mix. I don't That's what he believe said. that sure for I, one fucking definitely not. second. Definitely not. The whole point of urinating in the milkshake bag is that then you serve it and then you're like because yes. he was also the only manager in that night. He was the only wow. manager. He was the only person working. Uh, and then he, and then they also believe, well, they keep saying that he did it for sexual gratification. And I, in a way, I feel like, yes, obviously he was, he must have made horny, been made horny by it in some way, shape or form. I but I, He must have been made horny by it. But I also think that he, I don't know. It's more of a supervillain action. 
It's like poisoning a reservoir. I'm not going to give him super villain status. No, no, no. He is a, he is a, dumpy a, a vil- stupor villain. Yeah, a stupor villain, a stupid villain, a dumpy villain. Definitely somebody who doesn't need to be working at an Arby's or around children. Or really I don't think he should be anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he probably should be in a mental hospital. It seems as if the man has some severe psychological uh, issues and should probably, again, address those and should really not be anywhere near public. I don't want to be near anybody. But anyway, this is one of the scary things. Because you just never know what you're going to do. That's why I like the restaurants where you can see them making the food. Me too, because you know they're not taking their dicks out and coming and shitting all over everything. Exactly. And And I ask all the time, is there shit in this? Is there piss in this? Because if not, I don't want it. Exactly. I'm here at Pissinger's. If it, (laughs) I'm here at Pissinger's because I'm trying to get some piss. No, no, no formaldehyde. No, No, nothing. Well, anyway. What does piss taste like? It tastes uh, sterile. Yeah. Got it on tape. <laughs> That's all I wanted. It tastes like a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, be very careful. And, you know, this is why I also say a little smile goes a long way. Because if somebody is having a bad day at work and you say, hey, how are you, man? How's your day going? Maybe they won't piss in your milkshake. This is, I feel like there is no excuse. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yeah, don't do this. Because it's full of piss. Because it's full of piss. <laughs> you see. What another wholesome story. Because honestly, right before the show, we were like, it's been a really heavy week. We, <laughs> we really needed to. We need to do some silly news. And I'm really glad we got to hear. Yes, while we're drinking I am piss. really, really happy that we did get to hear. And take care of yourselves out there. We got to get back to loving each other. And don't forget, don't let the algorithm control your mind. Yes. As the more information comes out about these bots, please, God. Yes. Don't believe the algorithm. No, All right. because it is dist- it is designed to destroy your brain. Well, because if you get uh, you know five percent of a society, you can frack it. You can have a hundred million dollar company. It's mon- it's a great way to monetize frack and crack. Now and I'm scared. All of a sudden, you got a niche market. And well, then, we boom. weren't supposed to talk about fracking. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, in a different sense, but anyway. Life from your grave. A roast as dark as the night. Perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply.
This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. I want to talk about this because this gives me hope. Okay. This is a story you sent me at like 2 a.m. Of course, Which I do love it, but I do love this one. Um, so apparently, now Kissel, yes. I don't need to be triggered. Okay? Yeah, because you have said many times in the past how you're scared of groups of small people. <laughs> I've never said you've that. all you've said this. You don't like small people. Well, I've never you're said mad that. at us. You've said you hate them. You've said, you said kill all of them. You said that once. No, that's not you were singer. asleep in the van. Oh, I you were sleeping in the van. Oh, gotta kill all small people. No, man, I'm not. I'm not Randy Newman. I don't want to kill all little people. People got. Um, So this shows that apparently hobbits are coming back. Coming back. 
Interesting. A mysterious hobbit human species may not be extinct. Whoa! This is an expert says they're saying this in a controversial claim. They're, they are labeling it as that. This is the uh, sightings of a quote-unquote ape man in Indonesia, awesome. which may prove that there is a thing that there, there. So there was a tiny version of human that was around the same time as Homo sapien, uh -huh. right? That was called Homo. Fluorescence. Oh, rolls oh, right God, off wow. the tongue. Homo fluorescensis. Flu fluorescensis. All right. Now they said it was a hobbit type creature. My question is though, do we want it? Do we want to use the H word? What is hobbit acceptable? I don't know. We need to get one on the show. Yeah, we, we need, need to ask about yeah, whether or not that that's slur or not. They mm -hmm. actually might just be nice to be paid attention to at all. Oh, I do love that. But they um, they average around three foot six, okay. right? Um, and they lived on which is the what they call the island of Flores, which is now part of Indonesia. Uh, and they think that they lived between sixty and seven hundred thousand years ago. Hold on a second, that's a that's a big difference. Sixty thousand to seven hundred thousand. That's like a large. It is. That's like a thing. I don't know. I don't know why it's okay. always that big. I don't know. Um, and they say that it's a uh, they, it's a small brand, large footed tool maker, which is how you know it's of our branch of humankind. So right? it used rocks and made them into sharpened objects. Things it could and fuck, things right? Like Anything things it could do, uh, like things it could do. Things like of course. That. Oh, um, a rock flashlight. Now look at this picture of the Homo fluorescensius. It's like got great tits, right? <laughs> I think that's a man. No, that's a woman. I don't know. That might be a woman one, or I don't know. But it's honestly, it's kind of it's got hangers. I have a very <laughs> similar body to this little man, right? Um, now they're saying the reason why they think that it might be back is that there was this one scientist by the name of Gregory Fourth. Okay. Um, he said that what he believes is that with, there's now been a series of sightings okay. on this island of little tiny ape people showing up and doing things. Right? Cool. I mean, I kind of love a world where there's little hobbits kind of doing stuff in the woods. They found a skull and bones of it 19 years ago okay. that they actually felt was like, we think that this might have been pretty recent. Um, fourth, he's been doing anthropological field work since 1984 on the island, um, and he keeps hearing all of these sightings, um, and he wrote about it. He actually wrote a yeah. huge paper about it in 2003, and he said like they, all, they keep showing up, and they are known amongst the locals as saying like, yeah, they hang out over there. Uh -huh. They come in. They fuck with our shit. Right? They come and grab stuff, and then they they disappear. Oh. And then we have to go find them stuff because they're troublemakers. Are they really? Well, oh, yes. that's your typical hobbit. I mean, they're a funny bunch and they're a cute bunch, but indeed they'd like their mischief because they also enjoy their mead. Oh, I mean, yes. I would. You know what? And then two breakfasts. And I would do a thing where I left. I would leave them food. I would leave them food out, and I would say, "Hobbit, have some food." They might take the it as aggression. To leave them food? Oh, yeah, because they, oh, they might view you as weak. No, absolutely I not. I would do it butt naked, all buffed out. Yeah, yeah, come here. Let me come on. Let me touch you. Yeah. I know. The, he, he wrote this book. So Forth wrote a book called Between Ape and Human. And he, there was an interview he did with a dude. He said that he disposed of a corpse of a creature. He said that it could have been a monkey, but it also was like it was not fully human. It was okay. somewhere in between. He said it had straight, light-colored hair on its body, a well-formed nose, and a stub of a tail. Oh, hey, yo, yeah, it's cute. cute. It's cute. He's a little piggy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, it is kind of fun. I want them to be real. I'm sick of this. You know, people... We're not doing great. We could have another species. Let's add another species. Let's get the UFOs down here. I'm going to live in a hobbit world full of the Hildefuck, aliens, and give me a Sasquatch and give me a Loch Ness while you're at it. Well, also, I feel like something like that would be really nice to help dispel all these people who are anti-evolution because, like, one of the main topics is, like, why did our 
version of humanity beat everybody else. And I, I would actually love to get an actual explanation. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Like, exactly how does that go down? Like, because there was many contenders for humankind and the, for what became main human. And there was actually, they, they do believe that there is different stripes of it throughout many different uninhabited areas. They think that there there is still a possibility we could find living versions of these I side hope. alleys to modern humankind. I love that. My understanding was that it's our brain because our skull was able to grow bigger, but I don't know exactly. I, there was that one book I read that was the idea that when we developed cooking, that's what expanded our brain was because oh, then we yeah. could consume more calories more often mm. and that that allowed literally us to physically grow. And then there's the whole Joe Rogan aspect where they say, like, if we us then eat mushrooms is what elongated our peripheral vision uh -huh. that then once the 15 percent of the fucking the mushrooms we ate, like it, it expands the very sides Woo. of your vision out to actually what well, that does is put more data into your brain. Yeah, but it, uh, it does matter what data you're consuming because. Because as we learned from the, the, algorithm from the aforementioned, bad. you can also get a lot dumber oh, yes. when you're just really open-minded. You know what I also heard, though? <laughs> you know what's interesting? You know that at night, they train soldiers to do this. That at night, if you have a hard time seeing in a dark area, use your peripheral vision. You actually catch more light from the sides. <laughs> well, it seems like you're going to get shot by the front. I was working in the hotel room last night. I was trying it. And just like banging around. Yeah. All right. So... Anyway, the species has not been found on any other island apart from Flores, so let's go! Hey man, I hope there's tiny people, and I hope, I want one on our Patreon series. I want to do a fucking, I want an interview with the tiny person. If you're there, let's, let's get it on. Absolutely, I think that sounds great. We're gonna, the future is just as wild as we thought it might be. All right, well, speaking of wild Catholics... <laughs> Who is crazier than Catholics? I don't know. No one. I actually, I think no one. Yeah. So there was a private Catholic elementary school. And what, of course, for Mother's Day, what do mothers love? Flowers. Um, oh, I thought you were getting deep dicked by the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've and, seen some documentaries. And flowers. Oh, oh yes, yes. And flowers. So St. Anselm School, located in Philly, they had a sale for Mother's Day. They say, like, okay, great. Sure. Some faux flowers. Sure. I'm a kid. I'm going to buy my mom a flower. She's going to love it. Yeah. Um, it turns out they purchased a flower that contained something a little bit surprising in that it contained beautiful skimpy red panties oh yes i guess these were like i don't know where they sourced them so if you look at it it looks like a cute like flake it's a fake flower inside of a plastic tube and then stuck deep inside of the flower as you pull out its long stringy panties that you just gave, gave so, to all of your mothers one mother <laughs> named rachel tremblay also this school it costs five grand a year in tuition so something you know and we, so i do like kind of yeah shake and some school shaking up the suburbs a little bit oh yeah you know? because honestly catholics what has madonna shown us Catholicism is horny. It is so horny. And it all is. It, it all it's there's a lot of sexuality there. So yeah, sure. Yeah. The Virgin Mary, she got fucked by God, right? Absolutely. Or came out of her. I don't know. What technically she was never fucked. That's why she's the Virgin Mary. Uh -huh. But still, but then Mary Magdalene on the other side is kind of an I know that it's all about like you're supposed to like 
have place in your heart for people of alternative lifestyles, sure. even though they don't have it. They don't, the Catholics don't actually believe in anything that they were a part of the actual well, original teachings of Jesus Christ or whatever. To be fair, there is something fun and macabre about the Catholic Church, Absolutely. drinking the blood, fucking, eating the bodies. So there are in, aspects of it that are fun, but of course the uh, the, the murder and stuff and the pedophilia is bad. The flayed Messiah yeah. is the coolest concept. You walk in and him like, ah, like screaming in agony with the blood and he's got fucking, you see his, like the V where his huge cock is underneath his tunic and shit. Just once I would like to see a fat Jesus. Just fucking one time. Can we see a fat fucking Jesus? Jesus was probably closer to the homo Florian census than anything else. He was oh, probably like a little, little tiny. tiny man. Yeah. So Rachel Tremblay, her daughter says, hey, mommy, I got you a flower. And then Rachel's like, thank you. It better be panties. <laughs> she opens it and it indeed had panties in it. So the administration says, oh, no, oh, this was an no. error. Oh. And, uh, they I thought they didn't even believe in birth control. When they want there to be all these sexual fucking panties out there so that everybody wants to have sex and then. And well, uh, maybe panties will stop the cum. I think they want them all nude all the time. So uh, it, it was said that the administration is going to, quote, take steps to prevent further recurrence. Which We're going like, to really look at these. <laughs> How did you do it in the first place? So we're just going to really take a look at what kind of panties we're selling and make sure they've got full coverage of the vagina hole. But they say the spokesperson said it's an unfortunate mistake and apologizes deeply for the embarrassment and discomfort that it was caused. But you know what? I say. Shake it up. It is not. Um. I don't, if it caused you discomfort, then you're not an adult. You're just it's it's underwear. It's underwear. You know, and yeah, and honestly, I'm looking at this underwear. It doesn't honestly, you can't fuck through it. You can't eat it. It's honestly, it's just underwear. It really is. So um, anyway, so she said, oh, my he said, oh, my God, I see it already. And then that's hilarious. So there you go. So it's not really a crime. It's just more of a fun little story here. But again, we're trying to keep it a little lighter today. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a crime. No. How is this a crime? How is this a crime? I think crime? about that guy all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, one one viewer joked, I'm so mad my daughter didn't get me one. Didn't have that in my 2022 bingo card. Lil Raffle. It's, yeah, it just uh, can't always be. Whatever. Why be do people line. comment ever? Why do people comment on things? Anyway, um, so yeah, that's that story. That's the end of that story. And there really is, if I, it's better than a, pulling out a big dildo. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know? It's better than a bunch of child pornography. Yeah. It's panties. It's panties. So anyway, wear the panties. Have fun with it. Life from your grave. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here with Henry Zabrowski. Yeah, it's me, man. Yeah, bro. Henry Zabrowski is smoking some of that sweet last podcast of the left, babe. So go out there and purchase yourself some. I hope you enjoy it. We have sativa, we have indica, and we have a hybrid. And I have to tell you, from my personal experience, they are wonderful. Super tasty live resin. You really get the delicious weedy taste, which is what I like. And yes. three different experiences. You go to your local vape store and get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. We absolutely love you. Can't wait to see you on the road and get that vape, put it in your brain and have a good time. And if you want us at your favorite weed store, give them a call and ask for them by name. Absolutely. Last podcast on the left. It's weed. Hail yourselves, everyone. Hail Satan. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction, and it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. 
as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, Grammarly. You know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right, I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right, my job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanadas already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. 
Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, I believe the piss I just took went out to about 50 people. That's fantastic. Of course, you had to throw it out the window. It's in the splash zone. Be very careful when you're here in New York City. So, so far we've learned today, UFOs yep. are real. Yes. Hobbits are real. Yes. Don't drink milkshakes. Don't. And flowers have panties in them. What and an episode thus far. Chickens are the enemy. Oh, and chickens are the enemy. But, I mean, you know, it's tough to say. It's I, tough to say. I, my thing, too, I'm still going to go back to this chicken thing. Like, technically, that's free food. Yeah, that's true. And if true. this was New York, people be eating those chickens. I agree with that. Well, let's see. Do we want to move? Do we want to do an exorcism story? Well, no. Th- I want to do this story. Okay, let's do that story. This then. comes from our friends over at the Singular Fortian. I love, this is a style of sighting, like anomalous phenomena that I love. Yeah. Because who knows? Because I think what's important, how much is our imagination inform? the bullshit that we see. Right, right. And like, can you really, because that's what we talk about now, right? Like how back in the day when people saw what we now see as greys or reptilians, they saw them as elves. Sure. They saw them as things. So maybe these are things that like we help complete whatever the entity is on the other side, but uh, uh, we make it what we want to see in it. Right, right, right. So this is really cool. It's like this when is... you look up in the clouds and you see Rush Limbaugh smoking a cigar. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? <laughs> when you know it would be down below. Hmm. Now, uh, this is a story about a woman seeing a six-foot-tall bipedal rabbit on Easter. Awesome. Now, a lot of it's got to do with the fact that, like, it was Easter. But again... Who knows? Was it a person in an Easter costume? Right. Was it a person in a bunny costume? Let's say Kissel, yeah, sure. Okay. okay. There's many ways. It's There's many, many ways that it could oh. not be a giant rabbit. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it could be anything but a giant rabbit. Sure. But but it could be a giant rabbit. Giant rabbit. Yeah. Okay, so great. this is there comes this woman. Her name's fucking Sharon. Um, she was fucking, her name's fucking Sharon. Sharon? Sharon's a good name. Why well, not? She, she was about eight years old. Uh, and then she said she woke up. It was Easter as a child. And she saw a six foot tall white Whoa. bipedal rabbit. Okay, hold on a second. She's eight years old. I remember when I was young and I saw a Beethoven dog, big old St. Bernard. Yes. In my imagination, it's 15 feet tall. Look how big a rabbit can get. If she's actually eight years old, she just saw a giant rabbit. But she's so tiny, the rabbit looks like it's six feet tall. Let's hold the door open to imagination for a second. Okay, let's hold just hold for a single second. <laughs> okay, forget that All we're right. locked in to this terrestrial bullshit. Okay, right? I don't mean to yell. I didn't know. Was so, I yelling? They're Flemish. I just went red. I just saw red. No, I, I know. I speaking. saw it. Yeah. Um. So this was the evil. So this is what she wrote. It was just after sunup, <laughs> Easter morning, 1961 or 1962. My name's Sharon. <laughs> I live in North at Northwestern University in Illinois. I was eight or nine years old, and I know that there were two Easter bunnies called Mom and Dad. Oh, that's very nice. I have never liked mornings, but I woke up that morning just as it gets started to get light. See, Sharon's my kind of kid. Some kids love the mornings, but I remember one of my first memories. I was four years old. I woke up, and I was like, I got to do this every freaking day? How horrible. I go to check out the Easter baskets. Yeah. They were on the coffee table in the den. I sat on the couch. Is she smoking a cigar while she's doing this? I'm just doing Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel. (laughs) You know. I sat on the couch and began inspecting the baskets, right? When I saw something unusual in our backyard, I could hardly miss it because it was in direct line of sight with the baskets 
and it was big. Okay, big, next to the baskets. It was a six-foot-tall, white, bipedal rabbit wearing a black vest embroidered with little glass beads of all colors. All right, hold on a Open second. Open the door to imagination. I am. It's an eight-year-old. I get it. But come now, isn't it now? Okay, how does she know it's six feet tall? Also, how does an eight-year-old know the term bipedal? I watch sports on ESPN. I see what they do. I know. I can tell. It was about 15 feet from the house, facing away from it, so I saw it in profile. It was standing still next to our seven-foot-tall Bruce spruce tree, about 25 to 30 feet away from me. That's what she could tell. She, wow, she really understands distance and height. This woman is great. She, she could was be a, a born, surveyor. She was born umpire. Yes, indeed. Maybe half a minute long enough for me to get a good look at it. It never looked in my direction. It took a short step before it hopped like a kangaroo. But with shorter hops. <laughs> no, shorter hops than a kangaroo. And each hop was double the speed of the last. And the rabbit quickly became a white and black blur. Whoa. And vanished before it could have hit the back fence. Okay. Well, interesting. It is possible. Now, again, either she saw the Easter Bunny wearing his little Easter outfit, although then it does make Easter Bunny sentient to the point he knows he's wearing no pants. And at that point, he's also a felon. Oh, yeah. It is possible that she saw the German giant rabbit or the cunty. It descends from the, the Cunty rabbit? The Cunty. Oh, C-O-N-T-I. Cunty. Cunty. Um, it descends from the larger Flemish giant. So perhaps she did see something like that. They say they have thick, heavy bones, large, broad heads, and long, straight ears. Oh, yes. Yeah, and they're bred for meat. I like this, though. Everybody's first priority. Everybody's first priority was the Easter basket opening ceremony, right? And that's when I told my whole family what I saw. Who loved it, especially my sister, who was three or four years old. I have never been shy about telling folks about what I saw that Easter morning. I know what I saw. I know what I saw, right? And from the very start of this day. Now, I'm not some kind of lone ranger, right? <laughs> I've heard other encounters with giant bunnies, be it Easter or not. It is my only anomalous experience, except at one time I died on the surgeon's table and I saw my grandfather. Well, you know, she's been through a lot. She's been through a and lot. I, I mean, she's obviously a brilliant eight-year-old to know all these terms. I mean, I know she's now older, but obviously she does know what she saw. Yeah, but she again, does have eyes like Troy Aikman. I do. Good quarterback. Field general. Good, good announcer as well. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Packers fan, so don't kill me. But, you know, it is what it is. The facts are the facts. She may truly have seen a Flemish giant because they have a glossy coat that requires a little grooming. They have a wide variety of coat colors from black, light gray, dark gray to white, sandy blue, or fawn. So maybe she yes. did. And what's the difference? I mean, what do, what does it matter? I don't Isn't know. Isn't that also the Easter Bunny? I think it's probably, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And while I have, uh, we did open the door to imagination, and it was yeah. fun to be in that world. It was fun to be in there for a little while. Just a little while, but it was definitely Peeping Tom in an Easter Bunny outfit <laughs> looking <laughs> no. at your family. Uh, and that's what that was. It was a man who should not have been in your backyard. In a, and the reason why he busted out of there was because he was probably self-pleasuring while he was looking at your family, mm. just thinking about how fucking hot it was that he was destroying this entire holiday using the pagan symbols right. of the real holiday and not the fake phantom rising of the desert wizard. I think you're might gonna you you might get a little blowback from the furry community. It's not sure. always sexual. No, you're right. Sometimes I, it's I, not I, sometimes their the inside of their costume isn't just full of semen. We've had this drilled into our yes, minds because the how many letters. Sometimes it is. That's yeah. the thing too, furries. You have to remember that too. 
right? Because sometimes it is they do fuck in those costumes, yep. and you know that for a fact. But yes, I will Rub. agree. Thirty-five percent of the time, it's just fun. Absolutely. All right, is it time for Hero of the Week, please? Let's do it. So this is actually going to be because of Henry the Pest. I'm not going to do an animal. I'm just saying it's okay. been a hard week. Society's in a tough place. <laughs> it might be nice for them to see a human doing well and not just like, you know what's great? Wind. <laughs> hey, you know what's fucking great? Have you ever heard of, have you ever heard of this drink called Sprite? It's incredible. <laughs> well, wind is great. You wait until next week. Uh, so Casey White and Vicky White, of course. Casey White was the felon uh, that escaped with Vicky White. The corrections officer, Vicky White, is now deceased. But there is a man who helped find them. And people are saying, hey, man, give Car Wash James the reward money for locating Alabama fugitives. Now, the man's nickname is Car Wash James. And this is why I love the quilt of America and yes, the world, because every small town has Car Wash James, uh, you know, like, like yeah, yeah. Shoe, shoe Lloyd. Yeah. You yeah. know, for what you reason? You know, that one time I had that crazy shoe. Like, that's the whole thing. And you remember it forever. Or it's like, those are the type of towns that if you shit your pants one time. Your whole family line is destroyed. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're just the shitty Stevensons. And For it's, the rest oh, you have of your to move. life. Oh, yes. But now, of course, with the internet, it follows you. Oh, yeah. Blue. So the chase for Casey White and Vicky White uh, in Evansville seemed to start at Winebox Car Wash after manager James Stinson, he got a weird feeling. And I trust the car wash people because they know when they see something dirty. I also feel like it's kind of like the way... A fortune teller gets good at it, right? Mm -hmm. Where you start to mm -hmm. know how to read people. I bet you, you could learn a lot about a person, about how they keep the inside of their car. Absolutely. What kind of snacks they enjoy if they live in said car. If it's filled with child pornography. Arrest them. So James Stinson, he says, I got a weird feeling here. Uh, the truck was abandoned on this property. Eight minutes. All it took was eight minutes, he says. That's how long Casey White was at Stinson's car wash, hiding their Ford F-150 in plain sight. What was the, where were they hiding from? Well, because they were on the land. Oh, remember this is oh, the they're trying to they were trying to Grand Theft Auto. This is yes, that's right. This is where they were trying to like go to a car wash and pretend like that was gonna mm. get your stars down. Well, it's clean now, but they're looking for guys with dirty cars. He then gets into a Cadillac driven by Vicky White and leaves the vehicle behind. Stinson saw it all go down on his security yes. footage after noticing the car had stuck around overnight. He alerted the police, and that was why the U.S. Marshals were able to arrest. Uh, Casey, and obviously it didn't end so well for Vicky. So the U.S. Yes. Marshals, they announced a $10,000 reward. And I believe that this man deserves that yes, award. Yes, he does. And it would Give be life-changing. Give him the money. Absolutely. And also Governor Kay Ivey, a uh, real piece of shit, announced uh, her own reward for the return uh, for $5,000. In total, there was $25,000 of reward money yes. for anyone that could lead authorities to Casey White and Vicky White and goddamn it, Car Wash James. He did it. So I believe work. he deserves not just be hero of the week. He deserves $25,000 because he helped bring fugitives to justice. Because honestly, who knows? It's, uh, who it's knows likely what else that other done? people could have been killed. Well, if you do, because I, uh, you know, I've read a little bit about the idea of with the, the concept of suicidality, because we know that Vicky White committed suicide when she was there. Like when they got when the car flipped, Casey White was like, just take me back to jail. Vicky White blew her brains out. Right. But suicidality is different than depression in a way because it's homicidal. Right. Because like when, when you commit suicide, you literally kill the universe. You kill everything. So I could see her 
going on to shoot some people as well. Like, I think that yeah. the, both of them could have went on to do some tandem violence because that juicy was too pussy. <laughs> All right, car wash, James, give the man his money. And you're also hero of the week. Good work. Congrats. Wow. Get that fucking cash money. Not an animal. Also, there was a uh, B-sides hero of the week. Cats remember each other's names. Yes. Let's do some listener emails. Yes. Listener emails, yes. please. Cats do remember each other's names. No, we asked the question last week of like, how does it go down when a CEO gets seduced? Yes, because I mean, how does it happen? I love this. So this is a great email. I worked as a CEO for eight and a half years at a county detention center. We train the officers in what we call downing the duck. <laughs> That's what they call it. Okay, hold on. Downing the, the duck. Downing the duck. Okay. Where the inmate picks a weaker officer and begins to befriend them, right? Because if you look at Vicky White, yeah. you thought she was cute. I think it's because you're coming from a horny place. Okay, no, I said for a correct, I got, the funniest thing is, I got all these DMs from people being like, I, I was never going to message you, but the fact that you said she was pretty, it gave me confidence. To, I was like, no, I'm just saying for a corrections officer in her 50s, she could have been worse. Yeah, of course, of course, right? So the end goal of these guys is always to gain some kind of benefit. The targets are almost always women with low self-esteem. Mm. The male inmate will then start with small conversations, which move into personal conversations. They attempt to gain the officer's trust, sometimes doing small favors for the officer. What Extra could, cleaning, oh. controlling other inmates. So it's that type of thing. You have like an inmate like situation. There's like a conflict. And then this guy, like Clayton White. I believe it was Caden. Casey White. Casey White. Leave Vicky alone. It's that shit. Or he yeah. could be like, let me talk to him. I'll talk, I'll figure this out. I'll bring peace to the block. That type of shit, right? right? Right. Eventually, the inmate will start hitting on the officer, saying things like how pretty she is or how hard she works, how well she'd he'd treat her if she was his girl, right? If I didn't kill to get in here, right? <laughs> yeah. From here, they'll start sexual conversations, talking about being in a relationship. I can see that. Like that kind of yeah. happens to where you start to float it, like you start to get sexy with it, you start to like ramp it up. And then Prison heat. You can't do anything because you're behind bars, right? Yeah. Um, most of the time, the goal is to get the goal is to get some kind of contraband brought in, right? But in the case of Vicky White, I assume the goal was to escape, as he had nothing else to lose. So why not serve in life? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to learn that they had been around each other for at least a year uh, before this escape. Well, occurred. it was he was arrested in 2020. Yeah, so it was so, a yeah. period of time that they were together, and since he was on trial for murder, he was probably there in county for some time. Just wanted to give you guys some some professional insight. That's really interesting, right? Like loneliness. They, they have to think about it, even within them yeah. as as COs, they have to prepare for this. I mean, they're still just people. Oh, yes. And I guess there were lonely, a lot of lonely people out very, there. Very, very lonely. Just be careful who you fall in love with. The weird thing is. It, I mean, my main indicator is that if they've committed homicide right. on the same type of person that you are, <laughs> yeah. you should probably leave it alone. Yeah, you probably should. But now, okay, interesting. This is a question that I brought up last week. And again, I fucking love our listeners because mm -hmm, we got a different stripe of so many different knowledge bases. And I love it. This is in response to your query about the usable area carrying capacity of your rectum and intestines. Fantastic. And <laughs> they said we weren't that far off. Woohoo! <laughs> you fuckers. That's good for us. <laughs> that means we're right. Oh, yeah. All right. As a former teacher of classical languages, ancient medicine, and an internal student of School of Hard Knocks, your coverage of this case of hybristophilia um, finally gave me good reason to write in. Fantastic. Right? So most researchers says that weight not height, is a good indicator of intestine length. 
right? <laughs> One paper cites an average of four feet of variance, four feet, <laughs> over an average of 26 intestinal feet, taking from an exam- the sample of 100 male and 100 female cadavers. Okay. Right? If you're playing with rectal foreign bodies that exceed the average four to five inch human rectum, you risk perforation due to the shape of the anal junction that follows because of the folds of the intestines. Why they have to be packed inside of you? Why are they making this all scientific? But big butthole. How do how do me come? <laughs> you see, the rectum proper is an excellent prison wallet because it shares. It is what it's in name. It's literally what it's called in Latin, which means straight. Upright. Uh-huh. This term, which comes from observing the straighter rectums of dissected animals, is the Roman physician Galen's own translation of the Greek term enteron, Jeez. meaning straight gut. Seriously, thank you for the email. This is the most intense one I think we've uh, had in a while. I mean, so as soon as you get to the end of the upright rectal cavity, right, uh-huh. your sigmoid colon loops around and up like a sink drain trap. This is a bit stretchy, allowing <laughs> it to balloon and let a fart pass without you shitting yourself, right? Woo. Right, but also past solid weight as it comes. The elasticity gives you some breathing room up there for some surprisingly large objects. Put a snorkel in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For these objects they, they, they become lodged up there in that muscular gut trap. That's how they get stuck, right? I see. And so they go fold. behind the flap. Yes, they I go behind see. the flap and they get stuck, right? <laughs> okay. But it is really interesting. Uh, ben, you would probably have more intestines just based on correlating size and weight. But Henry... Your estimation of a larger belly, meaning that I have more intestines than Natalie, is also probably not entirely off. Okay. So I do have more intestines than I So we're full of shit. Yes. God damn it. That's fucking awesome. Awesome. Very interesting. Um, and yeah, do, do, should I, do I have time for one more? Yeah. Should I just one last one? It's our show, buddy. You can do whatever oh, of you course. want. Ghost pedophile. Oh, I'm okay. a medium, which is different <laughs> from a psychic in the sense that I don't know the future. I just see and hear dead people everywhere I go. Fantastic. I don't make a living doing this, but my friends who know what I can hear and see will sometimes ask me to give them readings. And a medium is just is perfect because it's not a small... Or large. Absolutely. It was just on such an occasion that I found myself at a friend's house listening to their dead Bulgarian mother scream at me about Charlie the pedophile. Huh. Your mother keeps saying that Charlie's a pedophile and you need to cut him out of your life, I told her friend. His eyes grew wide and his hand went to his mouth. Did you say Charlie? Huh. He asked me in a little annoyed and I answered, yeah, why do you hang out with a pedophile? It's gross. It's, it's weird. He went on to tell me that Charlie uh-huh. was his imaginary friend when he was a child. Uh-oh. At the age of four. Drop dead Fred. Yes. That is weird. That movie's weird, too. At the age of four, the family moved into a new home, and that was when Charlie showed up. His mother dismissed it as a regular old imaginary friend, but apparently when his mother died, she went to visit her son and saw that Charlie was a dead man who had attached himself to her son as a child. Get out of here. This is what she's saying. That she talked to her mother, her dead mother, his dead mother, while he's sitting there. Okay. And his dead mother screamed at me to give her son an exorcism while Charlie tried to convince me that his love for my friend was more than romantic love. It reminded me of the old man who's in love with Chris on Family Guy. Uh, it's kind yes, of, she of just course. watched all of this happen, all these ghost pedophiles and the oh ghosts are all fight over each other. It's going to be very difficult. Oh, it's very, very intense difficult. as a difficult. Okay, well, protect your kids from even afterlife entities, I suppose. You have to. I guess Honestly, so. Honestly, and that shows that a mother's love doesn't dive in with the physical death. That's a fantastic point. And it's like my mom kind of even says it in a way that almost when my mom says it, it kind of feels like vengeance. Yeah, you think she's going to haunt you a little bit. Oh, I know she will. Yeah, she says as much. I live every day knowing for a fact that my mother 
mother actually sort of looks forward to death because then she can come visit me more than ever. I know. And then she can sit and she can love me from afar in a in a choking way. Yeah, and I imagine I will feel way. it. When they say like, yeah. you know, like I imagine when my mom's a ghost, it'll be that thing where I feel her like a um like a night terror where yeah. I'll feel her her bosom pressing on me while oh, I'm sleeping, yeah. right? Well, I'll great. feel her pressure of her love being like, right. Are you sleeping? Oh, I'm dead. Did you know I'm dead, Harry Thomas? And she'll just laugh. <laughs> mm. oh, I don't have to see your father here. I can go wherever I want. Well, I I mean, I want. Might, what I'm understanding is the afterlife, apparently, we don't get to break all the chains that we've had in this life. So I think that her, she's going to be with him then, too. I think my mom would actually astral travel to go see Tom Selleck change his underwear. Because oh, yeah. my mom loves some Tom Selleck. Hey, Tom Selleck, does the curtain match the drapes? Just a little mustache above his <laughs> cock. <laughs> uh, all right, That's everyone. Good. That was good. Thank you all so much for listening. Hang in there. Uh, we are going to get through this time, time. together. Um, all right, everyone. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me, fuckers. Absolutely. And we'll see you fucking next week. We got more pirates this week. You're going to fucking choke on these pirates, man. Pirate.com. I'll rate Your it. Whole, I love that your Instagram One, has become just I'll pies. I'll enjoy it. Five. I'll enjoy it. And I'll eat it. That was flipped. I'll eat it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll eat it and I'll enjoy it. <laughs> Fuck it. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for so check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com.